You're listening to the Transform Your Nutrition Podcast with your hosts, Rebecca Heald and Jeff Ash. Our purpose is to help individuals and families transform their relationships with food and develop healthy bodies, minds, and attitudes, all without restriction, guilt, or shame. All right. Well, we are back for another episode of the Transform Your Nutrition Podcast. So it's exciting to be back together doing kind of a more formal recording of the podcast. We've been doing a lot of live recordings uh, over on LinkedIn, which has been great. And we we always enjoy that, always enjoy the interactions with the people that are watching. But we decided to go ahead and start doing some kind of more formal recordings where we sit down. It's uh, a little bit more flexible on the time schedule and that kind of thing also. So I'm excited to be back here uh, with Rebecca. How are you this morning? Afternoon. Yeah, just, <laughs> right, just afternoon here, but no, I'm good. The sunshine is a beautiful November day here, actually. I've actually got the washing on the line. I've got the doors open. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it does. It looks like it is. It's really nice there. It's been beautiful here in Houston. It's been, um, man, it's been sunny and warm, just perfect temperature to sit outside in a T-shirt and that kind of yeah, thing. And so, I yeah. I my coffee this morning. It was great. I didn't have a T-shirt on. I had a yeah. paper. It's not that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're, it, it may look beautiful out there, but it's not Texas weather. It's still no. UK. No, it's still, still in the UK, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are uh, here to talk today about uh, a really important topic that, that comes up a lot in, in the intuitive eating space a lot. So Rebecca and I obviously then work with our clients on this particular kind of thing uh, on a very regular basis. But I think it applies to anybody, regardless of what approach that you're that you're using to your nutrition. I, I think it's a very important thing that gets overlooked in um, in eating that, that people sort of either push to the side or don't think that it's that big of a deal or even completely uh, throw it out and say, hey, this shouldn't even be a consideration when it comes to nutrition, because it just doesn't matter. You need to focus on what you want, you know, on eating healthy, eating good nutrient dense foods and that kind of thing. And there's this, this focus kind of in the wrong area, at least what we would think. So uh, today, this was this topic was kind of inspired by a post that I, I put on Instagram this week, uh, where I started off by just saying being full after a meal is not the same as being satisfied. And so uh, went on to talk about and basically asked the question, have you ever finished a meal uh, like a very filling meal, but then later find yourself looking for something else to eat, uh, even though you really aren't all that hungry? And I think all of us can relate to that. And so I guess that's kind of where we maybe that'd be just where we start off this conversation so has that ever happened to you, Rebecca? I, I, I kind of, I've just been wondering, I wonder if this has ever happened to Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I've probably talked about this to, um, before, but yeah, no, I mean, and I want to talk about how this is something as well that's, that, com- that I come across a lot with clients and, you know, cl- we're often told, and, you know, clients that have been on Weight Watchers, Living World, sorry to, to name them, but, you know, they've been told by you know the, the these kind of diets that they need to be making sure that they're filling their plates you know with lots of lots and lots of veggies maybe sacrificing the carbohydrates or keeping the portion of carbohydrates super super small um uh, or filling their plates with you know salad etc and then they're, fi- they're finding that their tummies are getting full like you said because mm-hmm. they are they're filling they're fibrous etc but then they would end up 
wanting, like you said, craving or, or wanting something else later on. Because whilst the food was filling in terms of filling up their tummy, it wasn't satisfying. There wasn't that satisfaction um, factor that we know that you need in order to not then want to not to have this kind, you know, this 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 emotional hunger afterwards. And I remember one client actually saying to well, a couple actually saying to me how this approach had actually ended up leading to disordered eating. It ended up leading to binging, um, which, you know, is this is the thing when, when we miss, and this is what diet culture tends to do when we're focused so much on the calories and, you know, looking for the calorie, looking for the foods that are, you know, most, um, our lowest in calories we forget that whole other side of eating that is so important yeah definitely i that's that's something i run into with with clients all the time especially when they've been on and off diets because dieting does have this focus especially when when you're focused on weight loss it has this focus of how can i trick my body into eating as few calories as possible and while a you know while different dieting or diets may not specifically say that that's ultimately what they're what they're doing is they're trying to find a way to get people to eat less than what their body needs in order to then decrease body fat i mean that's kind of how that that process works and yeah you know it it might work for a little while but it often backfires like you were saying when you're filling up on filling foods that aren't satisfying and um and there's a couple of there's a couple of aspects to that that satisfaction thing uh, factor, and I think part one of those is the calorie content. So when you fill up on low calorie foods that are very filling, it can sort of trick you into feeling full for a while, but your body still needs the energy in order to function well, and so you're missing out on that. But I think also um, when you're eating foods that you really aren't all that thrilled about or that aren't particularly satisfying at another level, then that also becomes an issue. And like you were saying, it it can lead to those binges and those episodes of seeking that satisfaction later on. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just, just not, and it's also, it, it, it is kind of missing, you know, a piece of the puzzle, isn't it? And it and it's also, you know, it comes down to intention. It always again comes down to intention. What is the purpose of you know, avoiding satisfaction in a meal. Okay. And like you said, there is this, there is, a, you know, people think satisfying means it just fills your belly, but no, it, you, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't like, I think you put, you posted in, in, you said in your post about how, you know, we're missing that kind of satisfying the soul, aren't we? You know, and we are rewarded. We are rewarded for the food that we eat. And that means that there needs to be some pleasure in it. And if you're just eating a bowl of, you know, a plate of vegetables and, a, and you know, and a piece of protein, you know, whilst you are fueling your body, um, you know, you are not, you know, you're not, you're not hitting that pleasure factor, are you? Do you know, you know, and we've spoken about this before, about how at the end of the day, we are, you know, we, we are here to survive. OK, we're with the human race is here to evolve and to survive. And our bodies are built in a way to ensure that that happens. This is another reason why being in a calorie deficit doesn't work for very long, does it? You know, because fundamentally our bodies want us to survive and we can't survive very long in that state. 
But yet people tend to think that they've got, you know, this is the scary thing about diets is that people think that they've got to constantly live in a calorie deficit. And they wonder why it's not working for them. And that's because their bodies just are not built to, to function in that way. Yeah. And, and that, it's it's interesting you say that because I had a conversation just this last week with a with a client and it, it was it was it, it was really interesting because the conversation was almost that uh, we were talking about nutrition in general and much of what this person was saying was that um it it's very clear that in their mind healthy nutrition if you're if you're if you're eating in a healthy way if you're um taking care of your nutrition and that kind of thing you are in a calorie deficit and it's almost like that's drilled in your head, even if you aren't specifically trying to lose a lot of weight or something like that. It's it's like it's drilled into our head that we're supposed to be eating in a calorie deficit. And it and it was it was something that at the time it was just kind of it just really stood out to me uh, the way that the conversation was going. And um and so we we're having to do some work in that area to really change this person's mindset around around food in general good thing is is that this person acknowledged that they know that's not really how they should be thinking so that was good so we weren't i i wasn't having to like try and change their their understanding of it um but it's really wild how that just it's so ingrained in us oh you're supposed to be in a calorie deficit even if you are already at your ideal weight you know your set point uh or even your ideal weight according to what society says it's still we're still encouraged to be in this calorie deficit. And um, it, it is really, really scary. And I love yeah. the point you made there as well about how this person was aware. Okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, consciously, this person is aware that, you know, that, 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 that that's wrong. However, you know, our subconscious, you know, there's, there's all those beliefs experience, there's all those belief systems and experience, aren't there, that will drive the behaviors and the habits that the person is in right now. Mm -hmm. So it really does take some digging deep, doesn't it? And kind of, you know, reprogramming all of those thoughts that are linked to those beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one one of the other um, notes that I made on the on that post was that we sometimes we fill up our belly and it and we're full like we were talking about. And we also provided ourselves with plenty of energy and all the nutrients that we needed. So we from a physiological standpoint from a biological standpoint we adequately fed ourselves well at that meal but it still wasn't very satisfying and ha have you experienced that kind of thing too where you you know you ate plenty because you 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 really aren't hungry sometimes we think that we're full but all we did was fill up our belly and and we really didn't give it what it needed we didn't give it enough protein we didn't give it enough energy um but what about when we do give it enough energy, enough, and the nutrient profile is good, but we're still not satisfied? Have you experienced that yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And that is usually because there is something that's been lacking. You know, it's been a dull, boring meal or, you know, there's, there's just something that is not kind of satisfied. You know, we, we, we so, and this, why well, I love doing this work. I love doing this work with clients around the satisfaction factor because so many of us aren't eating the foods that we love and we enjoy. We're replacing the foods that we love and enjoy with lower calorie alternatives that we know are going to provide our body maybe with what they need 
um, you know, to fuel them. But like you said, it's not going to give the it's not going to give us that joy, that pleasure that that we do seek from our food. And if we're not getting that joy and that pleasure, our bodies, I mean, same, it, it, you know, it, it still happens sometimes with me. And I'll be like, I've just eaten that meal. Why do I want some chocolate right now? And it's like, well, you know, what was it? It was a bit of chicken and veg. It was just on the go. It was a rush. There was nothing, you know, there was nothing in that really that kind of was, I don't know, was was hitting me right where I wanted it to. Does that make sense? So, yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's and, and I think, again, and the other thing to bear in mind is that people's that satisfaction factor, that that pleasure and stuff that we derive from food can change. So over time, what we found to be really satisfying, you know, five, six, seven years ago, taste buds might have changed, preferences might have changed. Yet we're still stuck in this rule system or this belief that we need to be following a certain way of eating without actually exploring, you know, what is actually really pleasurable for me right now. What are my preferences? Do I like sweet? Do I like salty? You know, what, what smells, you know, getting down, digging deep and really getting clients to, to really think about all of their senses when they're eating and what's being ignited and what, what isn't is, you know, it's, 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 so, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing piece of work to do. I, I wish I, I, I sometimes wish I could literally be with my clients. Well, they, well, they, I, I ask them to do things and to experiment with food and stuff. And sometimes we do things in sessions. But I would love to just be sat with my clients when they're doing some of the work, just to see their face and just to see those light bulb moments. Because the other thing as well is that we sometimes miss the satisfaction factor as well if we are eating too fast, if we're not engaged, if we're not. Because this is the other thing is that you could end up, again, having a a meal that maybe is really, really really great in terms of the nutrient profile and it's you know and it's really hitting your hunger it's it's giving you everything you need and it could also taste really great and could be something that you would normally really really enjoy but if you're eating it fast on the go and your body's not registering that that you know what you're doing it's not you know you're not tasting the food then again you may fall short and end up wanting something when you don't really need it yeah, that that makes so much sense. I had that exact conversation with with uh, another client this past week, also about uh, eating too fast and how uh, this person struggles in that area themselves, and I I do also. And so we were talking about that, and and I was pointing out how slowing down can dramatically increase the satisfaction factor of the meal. And for you know, in this particular case, we were just starting to use the hunger and fullness scale. To, to start uh, helping helping them recognize their their levels of hunger, and so I said, you know, one one of the things that you might try in the middle of the meal is is kind of check back in and say, hey, where am I at halfway through the meal, and just recognize those. But I said that may help slow it down. But then we were also talking some as well about this this fact that if after the meal you can't even remember a few minutes later any um, certain specific qualities of the food the texture the temperature how it felt on your tongue then it's very likely that you probably just completely just blasted through the meal and, and you're missing out on um, certain things that you could have enjoyed and and i was thinking of this the other day i was eating something i hadn't had in quite a while and i actually was sitting down and enjoying it in a relatively uh, slow manner and Right after the meal, I found myself actually thinking, oh, wow, that was so good. And I was 
I was reflecting on different qualities of the food that I ate and how how it felt. And it was like, oh, that is so nice. I need to get this more often and that kind of thing. And and I found that it was just extremely satisfying, even though I didn't eat a huge amount either. And then I didn't feel the need to go and, and top it off with anything. That meal did its job right there. And this is the other thing, right? When we tune in, when we listen, when we are in the moment, rather than our head being in the next thing that we got to do, or dwelling on something bad that's happened, or maybe even something good that's happened, you know, when we are, we, we are satisfied with less, because we're listening to our, but the other thing is, is that when we are rushing through our food, when we're rushing through our meals, you know, we're not, we're not recognizing when our body's telling us, hey, you've hit that satisfaction factor, or, you know, so thank you, we've had enough now. And if you're completely missing that, then you, you're going, your body is going to try and get it. Yeah. And I think, and it carries over into so many other areas. And I'm, I'm often bringing up um, parallel areas to kind of illustrate different points that I'm trying to make. And in, even in this post, I kind of mentioned relationships and how they often break up because there's a lack of satisfaction in the relationship. And I'm not by any means saying, hey, if you're not satisfied, leave <laughs> your relationship. That's not at all. But we find that that's, naturally what often occurs in relationships is that they're present as far as like together in the same room and but there's no there's no uh effort made to find satisfaction in that relationship and so then they seek that outside and you see it with people who uh struggle with sexual addictions pornography those kinds of things or people who find themselves going out and and getting involved in in numerous relationships over and over again, trying to find that satisfaction, but they're doing it uh, very much in the same way that when we're eating food that's not satisfying to us, we're never going to find that satisfaction. So we keep going and trying to find it. Same is true with you know people that struggle with uh, sexual relationships, where they keep bouncing from one to another, and at, and it's because those relationships. None of them are going to be satisfying. They they entered into them for the completely the wrong reason. Maybe they just hooked up in a bar. I mean that. I and, like and when you, yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, and, and you know when you think about th- that kind of thing, you know you need all of these. That you know, you feel like you need all of this um, additional stuff around when 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 you're in a healthy relationship, you find you don't need as much because the relationship itself is so much more satisfying. Yeah, and, and do you know what this boils down to? And it's exactly the work that we're doing with our clients. It boils down to being comfortable with yourself, getting to know yourself, understanding yourself fundamentally. Because otherwise, if you're constantly searching for something else to complete you, for something else to, like, if you're constantly searching for the next best diet to, to make you happy, if you're constantly searching for that one person to make you happy, if you're constantly searching for that one food to make you happy, you know, what I mean, you're just going to be constantly searching. And this is I know this is what the principles of intuitive eating are. It's about getting in touch with your inner wisdom. It's about trusting what who you are, you know, because when we're constantly looking for another diet, when we're constantly looking for another partner, when we're constantly looking for another material possession to make us feel better, we're creating more and more and more masks, more and more filters that are drowning out our true selves. And it really is about stripping it right back. And this is why I love the intuitive eating movement and the intuitive eating approach, let's say, because 
it literally applies to so many other areas in life. And I was talking about this um, recently on a, pod- a podcast I did um, with someone else. And I was talking about how it's amazing when I see how clients, all areas of clients' lives improve, not just because they're feeling fitter and healthier, okay? Because of course we know that that is going to improve in your life in so many other ways, but also more confident, you know, happier in their own skin. I've had clients that have been able to, you know, change their jobs, leave their partners. And I'm sorry, that's never, sometimes that's the best thing for the person, you know, and or heal their relationship with their partner because actually they were the issue because they weren't happy in themselves. You know, and it's just, it is amazing. It's amazing. And, you know, even um, relationships with siblings and, and family, it's great because when they come to the sessions, because, you know, I know you're the same, you know, you, you meet your client where you're at. Yes, we guide them through a process, but fundamentally that process is about that client, isn't it? It's about where they're at. And so sometimes a client will come to a session and it will completely go off on a tangent, but it's for a reason. It's because that person is worried about then using food to cope or alcohol to cope. So they have to work through this process of discovering why they're doing what they're doing, you know, and what their true purpose is and what their true intention is. Sorry, I've gone right off on one there. But, you know, I even had this conversation last night with my son. Actually, yeah, um, and bless him, he's sat in the car. And he was like, mummy, I hate my freckles. My freckles make me ugly. And I'm just like, darling, does that mean, you you know, what what, what do you mean your freckles are ugly? you know, and I said, does that mean mummy's ugly? Because mummy's got freckles. Well, no, but they're just brown spots on my face and I hate them and they make me ugly. And I said, and I, literally, and then he's only eight, but I tried to have this, this talk, you know, I just spoke to him about, darling, it's all about who you are inside. And, you know, you are an amazing person and what you look like doesn't matter. Anyway, even though you're beautiful with your freckles, you are you know, don't forget how special you are and how amazing you are and how the, you give the best cuddles in the world. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, um, yeah. And I don't want to say to him, you know, yeah, it's a tricky one. But, but do you know what I mean? It's kind of in this society where it's constantly, let's change what we are. Let's change who we are. Let's filter ourselves down to try and fit in. And it, yeah, it just... And that fundamentally, let's be honest, trying to avoid food that really satisfies you is because you're trying to fit into society. You're trying to create a body that probably just isn't right for you. Yeah, exactly. And and even if you get to a smaller size where you think it's going to make you happy and make you satisfied with your life, time and time and time again, it never, it, it just doesn't. I don't think I met anybody who actually, once they got to a certain size, then was completely satisfied and and said, yep, that was the missing piece in my life. Now, some people might say that at first, uh, you know, you often see that said at first, but when you've talked to people who have have been there, bounced back up, been down, bounced back up, you find that it never was, it never really was satisfying because uh, of the, the way that in which they got there. Yeah. and. Um, and, and because you're not doing the deeper work on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You're never resolving the the underlying issue there. No, no, absolutely. Well, well, what are some what are some tips that you that you share with your clients for um for you know, trying I, I, to find satisfaction with the food part? Yeah, do you know what? I I, I go around, I've been because 
I used to, there's some great, in, in term, with the intuitive eating workbook, there are some great exercises in there. There really, really are. But I always try and, so I get, I, I try and get clients to really think about, you know, how food tastes, looks, what, 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 what the kind of textures that they enjoy and stuff like that. But I've kind of moved away from making it so prescriptive and try to just say to them, approach, you don't have to do this all day, every day, but just maybe, you know, in between now and the next time we talk, I want you to approach a meal like you're a kid again. Yeah. And, you know, think about just, because this is the thing, you know, I see it all the time with my kids and they are literally, they're exploring the textures, the flavors, they're smelling their food still. And I always say, just approach your food with curiosity, approach your food like, like, like a child would. We learn what's good for you, what tastes good to you, what, what ignites the, the passion inside you to want to eat. So many times, it really upsets me when people say I've lost all the pleasure of eating or I feel addicted food and I feel so stressed and food is just functional for me you know whenever someone says that oh I just you know I just I think there I don't know if there's anybody really that genuinely if they really kind of stripped it all back food is functional it maybe is just a habit that they've got into or it's some trauma that they've experienced you know I, I just think let's let's get excited about food again let's let's find the joy in it again you know and the other thing I always often say as well is connect more with people when you're eating yeah like go and do something different to what you would normally do go out with your kids and have you know go and see what it feels like to have a waffle and some ice cream you know and just think and you might actually think do you know what actually I really really didn't like that so much and then when when you, you then you start to understand that actually you're maybe putting some foods on a pedestal that you know you loved when you were younger but you've avoided them and put so much moral value on them as an adult that now you're you, you think that if you're going to eat them you're going to you know just not stop whereas actually when you start to just listen to yourself it might not be all that great <laughs> and you might actually find that because I the, the wonderful thing I found when I kind of was, was going through the healing process was that actually I really enjoy I really really enjoy yet things that maybe are slightly higher in calories but that were really nutritious good whole foods like things like avocados and peanut butter and 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 whole fat yogurt I suddenly started to feel like I really enjoy these foods and they are really good for me and they actually you know I eat less when I'm having these in my diets I didn't I found that I didn't want to whilst I do love my chocolate I'm not one particularly for sweets I'm not one particularly for crisps you know, because I find enjoyment in eating good, whole, fresh foods. Yeah. You know? I was I was just talking this uh, recently, and I can't remember where it was. because I'm losing track of where I'm at in my week. But um, but I was just talking this this week with somebody about the fact that when you go into a meal. Do you is the only thing you're looking forward to? Oh, is it talk? It was a discussion about sweets is the only thing that you're looking forward to the dessert. I mean, is that the only part? And when you stop and think, you're like, well, of course not. I don't go out to a nice restaurant for the dessert. I mean, yeah, that's that may be part of the meal, may, the whole meal experience. But I also look forward to the grilled chicken smothered in onions and cheese uh, or or just even the nice uh, pork, pork chop or steak or even just a piece of grilled chicken that's not smothered in onions and cheese. If it's cooked properly, I like I enjoy the steamed vegetables on the side the rolls, the, you know, the, the entire dinner experience. I don't go out to a restaurant just for the dessert typically, 
And so when you stop and think about that, it's like, well, no, of course, the, the, the dessert is not the only part that, that's going to be there. It's the entire experience that brings that satisfaction to that particular meal. I also ask clients to experiment quite a lot as well and diversify and try new things, you know, and it doesn't always about, and, and sometimes about just adding different things, like you said, adding different flavors and, you know, adding more spices and herbs, you know, it doesn't always, because the thing is, it's not, this isn't always about adding more calories to your plate. That's not what we're here. We're not here. I had someone comment on some people, just some, a lot of people just don't get, just don't quite get it. They, they, it's just a subtle shift in thinking. But like, I remember someone commented saying, oh, you know, I'm sick of people telling me to eat what I want. If I ate what I want, when I wanted, you know, there's no way I wouldn't put weight on. I'm like, that's not what the point of this is. You know, the point of this is not to take away responsibility for your health, but it is about just approaching it from a slightly different perspective because everything comes down to intention, you know, and we are we are living in, you know, such crazy we're living such crazy lives now. We're living, you know, in, in crazy wor- in a crazy world. We're all busy. And that means that we have to make sure that whatever we do, and I've I've fallen really guilty of this over the last couple of years, of doing things and forgetting the intention behind it all. And then I end up being busy for, for no reason, you know? And it's the same with, with, with our, our nutrition as well. We can really get so confused and forget what the intention is or do it with the wrong intention and waste time and, and, and energy and money. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And it that that message out there that that we should deny ourselves that satisfaction um, or that if we are always pursuing satisfaction or making that a priority that we're going to end up just eating all the all the donuts or all the candy is just when you really stop and think about it why is that all you really want to eat you know if you're if you say okay i'm giving myself unconditional permission to eat anything that i want whenever i want it do you really think that all you're going to eat is pizza and donuts well i mean some people they do when they do make that as a priority they end up eating that way for a short period of time but you get sick of it i mean how many times have you been on a vacation where the when you get home the first thing you want to do is you're like you know, I feel like having a salad. I've just been eating all this like heavy stuff for this past week. And I just want a salad and something really light. And, and the thing is as well is that um, I do this experiment quite a lot. I assume spoke about to my kids about this recently as well. I do this experiment a lot in my workshops. So I say, think, just visualize yourself, you know, just think about yourself sat there having breakfast and it's chocolate. And have your mid-morning snack and it's chocolate. You know, I'm go- I'm rushing through this, but then have your lunch and it's chocolate. Then have your mid-afternoon snack and it's chocolate. Then have your dinner and it's chocolate. Then have your evening snack and it's chocolate. How do you feel? Sick as a dog. You know, <laughs> so you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. And um, and even my kids, you know, we had this conversation yesterday because they were like, Oh, if you eat the same thing all the time and you know, if you ate sweets all day, that wouldn't be good. But if you ate just broccoli all day, that wouldn't be good either. But, um, yeah, just it's just but even, you know, these what I want to say, and I think this is the thing. And, you know, I said earlier about how people just don't seem to get it. And it's not any fault of 
their own. It's not, it's, we're living in a world, we're living in a society. We're living in a world where the diet industry is, you know, it's a billion dollar industry. And if it really worked, you know, it would be out of business. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly true. And it's just, um, it's just, I think it's a big part of it's a misunderstanding of, of the way that the body works. And also this emphasis on shrinking the size of our body. It's a misunderstanding. See, this is the other thing. So many people understand or as much as we do, because let's be honest, we should never what we should always do as evidence-based practitioners, as trauma-informed practitioners, we always need to remember that we only know what we know right now. Let's try and forget our ego. Let's try and forget the arrogance of thinking, I know everything, you know, because we've been there. I've been there. I've come into, you know, newly qualified, newly trained, thought I knew everything about nutrition and, you know, and science evolves. You know, just think about it. You know, what, what people are telling us now, the supplements that, people are telling us now or the nutrients that doctors are telling us now we should focus on two or three years ago were different you know because new science is coming out new research is coming out all of the time okay now and we need to remember that we always need to remember that whenever we're approaching anything as well isn't it and what I'm trying I think my point here is is that there are plenty of people out there that really are up to date with how the body works they know exactly you know, about, you know, how our metabolism works and know exactly about blah, 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> yet we seem to forget this whole other side, yeah, that is our mind, our brain, you know, that is literally driving so many of our behaviours, okay, um, that impact then all of that. It's Because I, I get it all the time where people go, oh, well, I've worked out my BMR and my TDE and I know that this is what happens to my gut when I eat such and such and such. And it's like, yeah, that's all well and good. And I'm not trying to take any of that away because that, 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 that scientific knowledge is important. But we need to integrate it with what we know about ourselves, with the psychology of it. And that's where Noom, Noom got it, you know, bang on there because they talk about it. It's not, it's not about, it's about like this, you know, great marketing. I mean, it's just another diet, guys. Noom is just another diet. <laughs> but they talk about psychology and lifestyle and it's just, it's, you know, it's a wolf in sheep's clothing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And that that really is. I that I guess that's, I, I think you cl- you cleared up what I was saying there much better than the way that I said it. And that is, it's all tied together. So I think people don't understand this connection between the mind and emotions and our eating. And we get stuck on the mechanistic aspects of nutrition without understanding that it's very much a psychological, emotional, social thing, uh, this eating that, that we do. And that kind of literally just summarize what we're saying here, you know, yeah. When you approach a meal, it's not just about fueling your body. Yeah, like exactly. About, right back to the beginning where I said it's about fueling your soul. Um, because you know, you can't, as much as you may try and try and run away from all of that, it's it's not going anywhere. And yeah. it's because we can accept the mechanistics of it all, but we can't yeah. seem to accept the other side. Is that because, you know, yeah. Not so it's not so tangible, probably. It is, yeah. Now it's sometimes some people really they like they like having something like numbers that they something objective and feelings aren't objective and and satisfaction's not even objective because one day the yeah. exact same list of foods in the exact same quantities 
will leave you satisfied and another day it won't. And so, um, but that's what we call the more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we wrap up? We were talking about trying to keep these things a little shorter. So, um, I had, I had a few little things that I included in the, um, in the post that I made and I thought I'd share those as just some little tips and then maybe you can comment and kind of wrap things up too. Um, so some things that I think that can help with, with satisfaction are, as you talked about earlier, sit down and eat with, um, without distraction or maybe even with somebody. Cause I also mentioned adding some ambiance. So the other day I kicked on the fireplace. It wasn't particularly uh, cold out, but my wife was in the hospital and I kicked on the fireplace and sat there and ate in front of the fireplace with a glass of wine and just a bowl of, of gnocchi that I threw together in five minutes. Nothing fancy, just had olive oil on it. But the ambiance of that moment really helped me to relax a little bit in a stressful situation and really enjoyed that that meal in, in kind of a, a different sort of way than I would have had I just sat down in front of the TV. Um slow down and savor those flavors like you were talking about recognize hey do i really enjoy this is it uh, is it hot is it cold is it yeah. too chewy is it too soft do i even like this do i like the way that i cook these vegetables and it's not something you have to like overanalyze but just sometimes yeah. do that as a little exercise and and um and sometimes you find yeah this is so good and you really tune into the certain flavors and really enjoy the meal even more um eating with others we touched on that uh, using sauces and have dessert. So things that people at diet culture tells us, hey, you know, cut out the sauces, um, cut out dessert, but add, adding those things in can make a huge difference on the satisfaction of the whole meal. And like you were saying earlier too, prevent you from then going back and seeking out more food later that maybe you didn't even really need, but because you weren't satisfied, you're trying to meet that. You're trying to reach that satisfaction. Right. And then uh, ask yourself before choosing something to prepare or eat if it's actually going to satisfy you. And that's a that's a good one. Uh, remind yourself, remember, I realize that I don't really like this. And yet here I am sitting here with it in my hand about ready to eat it. Um, you know, that kind of thing. It, it sometimes just saying, is this really what I need? And it may be something that in some context is satisfying. But at the moment, you're like, that's not going to be satisfying. And so maybe I should choose something different that will be satisfying. And um, and then that that'll take care of that need and, and save the other thing later for another time when that will actually be satisfying. Yeah. No, I think, I think. Yeah. But I think that's, you know, people just need to start with it with. And I would always recommend, you know, just start with one thing to begin with. Just start doing one thing. You know, I say just go to just go, what I. I usually recommend first is for that people do just take that time to eat on their own initially so that they can sit down without any distractions and really, you know, think about things that they really enjoy, put them on the plate and then just see how that goes. Um, and then, yeah, like you say, things like slowing down, um, eating with other people, really, really connecting with your senses. So it's not just about the, the, the sight, it's about the sight, the smell everything the texture but again just focus on one thing at a time yeah exactly that's a good point there sometimes it's easy when we throw together these social media posts to give a list of of things but when in reality i think you probably do the same thing when you're working with a client you pick one thing and you may work on one thing for the entire week with that person where it's like okay um 
I want you to put sauce on your you know, on your food. I want you to quit eating boiled vegetables with just salt and pepper. So one meal a day, you know, I want you to put something else on there that's going to increase the calorie content, probably, but the the flavors and the satisfaction. And so, uh, and we may even and strip it down even more to okay, one meal this week. You're go- I want you to do this one thing for one meal, and uh, and so I think it's often. We can overwhelm ourselves with saying, okay, now I need to do all six or seven of these things that they said that to help with satisfaction. And and I, I'm glad you said that because that's a good reminder that pick one and and try it one time. That may be all you can do for the week. Uh, I had a client this this past week who the goal was to try and eat breakfast before 10 a.m. And a lot of people would say, that's all you were doing? Yep, that's all. Just eat something before 10 a.m. Yeah, but you know what? That was too much for this person because of some other um, chronic medical things going on. It was, it, that was actually overwhelming. And so instead of that, we came up with another strategy for the next week. But, um, but keep that in mind, too, is that you know, some of these things may sound super simple, but where you're at, where your needs are, you may have to strip that down even further. Um, Often it's about it down. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think that is a good place to wrap up our discussion, or else we could easily probably take this to, <laughs> yeah, we to could. Our, our, our typical long-winded conversations. But had a great, uh, great talk with that. I think this is a really important topic. It's right. much more important than I think people realize. And so it's a probably why it is one of the 10 principles of intuitive eating, discovering the satisfaction factor, because it is just that important. So uh, again, we had a great discussion. Look forward to another one. Uh, Make sure to check us uh, both out on social media and um, where we'll be talking about some of these different topics more in detail. You can find, let's see, what is your handle over on Instagram now, Rebecca? Rebecca Nutrition. Okay. Yep. And I'm at Jeff Ash Fitness. And then I'm also uh, kind of expanding into the area of trying to do more intentional work, reaching men with the idea of intuitive eating, because it it's not something that's talked about a lot in that context. And so you, you can also find me over on Instagram at intuitive.eating.men. And there will be some content. I'm not sure exactly what that's going to look like over this next year, but that's going to develop into something uh, exciting there. So, all right. Well, it's been a great talk and I hope you have a great week. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeff. So much exciting work ahead, but thank you.